Hi friends, I'm Emily Kurt and you're listening to the Abundantly Podcast. We pray these conversations are graciously seasoned, that this can be a true living room space where we can come together and process what we are reading in the word, theology, womanhood, and what living fully in Christ looks like in our daily lives. I cannot wait to share today's conversation with you. The music is playing, the coffee is brewing, and the candles are lit. So come on in, friend. Let's get started. Friends, it's so good to be back with you. Welcome back to the Abundantly Podcast. We are thrilled to be back. Welcome to my dear friend, Liz Lavoie. Liz is a uh, writer and encourager, and she and I got connected many years ago online. You may have listened to our episode together because she's already been on the podcast, but it's a joy to share with her today. I ask my team at With the Shepherd, the coaching, business, and ministry, and community blog that I run, does anyone want to interview me about With the Shepherd? Because I don't want to sit alone and answer these questions all by myself. I would love for it to be a conversation. And so Liz graciously volunteered to interview me today about why With the Shepherd got started and how you can get involved and how your walk with the Lord will be blessed by it. So welcome, Liz. Thank you. I know I'm the one that's interviewing you, but like I said, as we've been preparing for this podcast episode is I'm honored, I'm humbled, but I'm also a little nervous. So, but I'm really excited. I think it'll be really fun because we originally connected through Instagram. Don't know how long ago. Mm -hmm. And then this past fall, we finally got to meet in person. You came to Kentucky and it was a lot of fun. We got to actually have a meal together and coffee together, and I got to show you around Louisville, and it was just such a blessing. So I'm really excited to be here and to chat with you about With the Shepherd. So I don't want to give too much away. I am so honored that I get to be on that writing team. So would you mind telling us just the story of With the Shepherd, how it started off as a dream and then ended up reality into reality? So for some people, it's you know, a, a quick thought and they write something on their notes app on their iPhone for other mm -hmm. people, something that they jotted down on a piece of paper and then forgot about it until years later. So just tell us how did with the shepherd originate? Okay. I'm totally going to answer your question, but I have to go back to meeting you in person okay. because <laughs> what people don't know when they listen to your spiel was like, I made plans with Liz and our friend Megan to have lunch. And I was supposed to like drive seven more hours that day, but I was really tired. <laughs> I was really tired from the week I'd had. And I was just like, and Liz was like, well, where are you staying? And I was like, well, I'm supposed to be driving to my brother's house tonight um in Missouri so I'm gonna drive like seven more hours and then the next day I'm gonna drive the rest of the way home <laughs> and she's like do you want to stay at my house and I was like yes <laughs> and so it's just such a sweet testimony of what the Lord I think we'll talk about this on the podcast at some point too of just like Instagram friendships are very real friendships and even though it felt so special to be in person with you it didn't feel 
novel. Like it didn't feel like uncomfy. It just felt like it just felt like a oh my gosh, this is just the best to not have to be on the phone or whatever. So I'm just so blessed by you and so excited about how the Lord connected us and where he's taking us in the future. Make sure you listen to the end because we have a really, really fun announcement about Abundantly for you. But back to with the shepherd and from dream to reality. Um, I never actually dreamt up with the shepherd in the sense of last year at this time, it wouldn't have even been on my radar, which is really, really... Um, just sweet as I think about my walk with the Lord last summer, it really happened by accident. Whereas the podcast and some of the writing stuff that I do, it's more, I start with the end goal and then I start with the step-by-step, but actually what happened was I won a giveaway to a spiritual retreat house in Oklahoma (laughs) and I... I ended up just like signing up to be on their waiting list because they said that if you are a leader in any capacity, um, we would love, we often have donors that will just give a spiritual retreat away so that people can get away from their context and whatever and just come and be refreshed. And so I signed up for the waiting list when I actually lived in a different place. I was closer to the ministry house at that time, like it wouldn't have been a huge road trip. And months went by and then I got an email from the director that said, hey, we, we, you have three nights on us and we would love for you to come. And so I was able to think about that spiritual retreat for about a month and a half. It was, it was planned way in advance. And I started looking for the tool to take with me on that retreat to make the most of my time. And that's how I stumbled into creating these resources is because I needed the resource myself. So here's the problem that I found was I wanted a tool that was convicting, that wasn't just going to kind of tell me give me a pat on the back, tell me I was doing everything right in my walk with the Lord. But on the opposite end, I also didn't want to sit in in the room, in the library of the spiritual retreat house and like deeply, deeply study and not be able to enjoy the friendship of God and go for walks and paint and read for fun. I wanted, I wanted there to be conviction of like, I want to see transformation in this time, but I also know that I just need to get away with the Lord and just be with him. And so I want a resource that will help me do both of those things. And so I asked my friend Heather to help me make a schedule for the weekend so that, and by schedule, I mean, I wrote when I wanted to do my skincare in the morning and then I made time for going to Target and I made time for napping, and I made time for, I had sessions, like traditional sessions for myself, just because I really love that structure of worshiping and then listening to a sermon, and so I picked out sermons, and so my friend Heather made a loose structure for me, and then I went in and 
in this Google Doc had the link to the sermon that I wanted to watch that I had on my list for a while and hadn't gotten around to. And so that just really, I remember the night I sat down to take her main structure and then add in details of, oh, I can paint in the afternoon at this time. And I would really love to listen to this sermon by so-and-so. And so I remember leaving that not leaving my desk that night and thinking, one, I'm really good at this. <laughs> and it is so life-giving. And so I felt like I had unlocked something because I really structured even the sermons. Even though I hadn't listened to the whole sermons by myself, I had structured my retreat to go from really first lamenting over what was going on in life, really like unpacking my cares before the Lord that first night, day two, kind of walking in main promises and theology of God. And then at the end, I structured it to be a commissioning of a time to reflect on my goals for the next season. That's great. And so I wanted to share that with other people. And I knew that there wasn't any other resource like that. And so that is how the business side and the coaching structure of what the shepherd got started is that I want to host that experience for other people and I want them to be able to experience it without spending a bunch of money to go somewhere. If you have the budget for that, by all means, take my spiritual retreat structure and go to a fancy hotel, but like this can be done anywhere. And so that's how the business side started. And the blog side started because I wanted to provide free, rich, theologic. I wanted to provide rich theology for people that was free. And I wanted to do it in community. I didn't want it to be isolated. I was a part of a community blog in high school where we all had a central goal and all had different um, gifts and all just wrote one piece a month. And I knew that I really missed that in the new Instagram season for writers. And so I wanted to create a space where more than anything, I could come alongside writers that was that was doing what I was doing and create community with them and then also provide someone with free refreshment and um, free knowledge isn't the right word, but like a space to grow and also our both in our heart and our head knowledge. Um, before having to buy one of the resources we have. So that's how each individual part got started, sort of by accident, but not in the Lord's eyes. Yeah. I love how you were really proactive about making sure that this wasn't just some sort of vacation. I think that solitude <laughs> and meditation are really lost practices and and they are spiritual disciplines that we tend to neglect as believers and so i love that you your focus was very much how can i abide in christ and i love how i i didn't even know that story of that retreat that you went on and i that is just so encouraging to hear and so you shared a little bit as you answer that first question but just tell us what is the heart of with the shepherd who is served through this community, through this online ministry, and through these resources? 
Mm-hmm. My hope is that so many believers find something for themselves in with the shepherd. So I'm thinking of several different groups of people in their walks with the Lord. But I think the people that will get the most out of engaging with the blogs or buying a resource or being coached by me are disciples that are making disciples already. I think there are a lot of incredible resources for people that are new in the faith. And I think sometimes when we are quote unquote good in the eyes of the church in our walk with the Lord, sometimes there's not a lot of places to go when it comes to that. Maybe there's places to go and get more head knowledge, but where do we grow? Where do we go to grow in our friendship with the Lord as well? And so that's where I really want with the shepherd to serve at the intersection of is the knowledge of theology and the friendship and relationship with God is not at odds with each other. And if you are a ministry leader, if you're a mom, if you are a spiritual leader in any capacity in your life, I think it's really important to make sure that you are um, being proactive in both of those things. Yeah. And I think it's so, it's so vital you know, oftentimes we forget that in the midst of doing ministry, we're actually sometimes not even abiding in Christ. You know, we get Mm -hmm. so caught up with being productive and being organized. And those are all great things. And there are so many tools and resources out there to be able to do ministry in a very efficient way. But I think oftentimes we forget that in order for ministry to actually be effective, more than efficient, we, we can't do it alone, you know? In John, it says, you know, Christ reminds us that he is the true vine and we are branches. We can do no good thing. We can do nothing apart from him. And so I love that, that that is who you're serving. That's who you're helping, helping us slow down and be intentional and to really spend time in the Lord and be refreshed. And that is such, such. Yeah, there's a quote. There's a quote from Dane Ortland that says um, there are two ways to live the Christian life. You can live for the heart of Christ or from the heart of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so whether I am thinking through, even I told Liz before we hopped on, I was like, we need to pray. Didn't have quiet time this morning. Like, and it's not because I need to check it off to feel better about myself. It's because I need the, I need God. And um, to deny that is to like rob, to rob me of the richness and the fullness of life. And also to cheapen the work that I'm doing. Um, and so, I, yeah, I think that is so key of, um, I think we see a lot of people burnt out and I think abiding is something that shouldn't feel like brand new information. It shouldn't feel like something that, like, I wish that, um, what the shepherd had existed already in the world. Um, for ministry leaders in any capacity. I'm not just saying like you have to be a vocational minister or anything like that. Um, Just leaders in general. Um, I think it's really good to have a place where we can go as well um, to be nourished ourselves. Amen. I agree. I, at the start of the year, bought the spiritual retreat workbook and the where to start guide. And mm-hmm. I through them and 
I'm just so grateful. I just, I'm so encouraged. And I, my hope and prayer is that those that are listening, that if they haven't already checked out with the shepherd, that they would go check out those resources because they really are mm -hmm. very refreshing. And I think sometimes there's something about the simplicity of abiding that it almost feels a little bit like that moment where you get frustrated because you're like, well, I was expecting some sort of like revolutionary, like this never before heard of invention. And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. actually what I need to do is spend time in the word. I need to pray. I need to meditate on God's word. And those are practices that oftentimes the busyness of life and ministry, we go, go, go and realize that we're not depending on the Holy Spirit, you know? And so what mm -hmm. would you say as you've been sharing about how with the shepherd began and your heart mm -hmm. and who is served what would you say are some of those pain points or like some of those passions that drive with the shepherd mm -hmm. there are several things i just see in culture on behalf of my friends on behalf of people i see in the christian world but i think the personal experiences that help keep me going on days that I want to quit are um, my husband and I have been, I have not been a full-time, been full-time in ministry, but my husband has been in two full-time ministry positions. Mm -hmm. And that has allowed us to see behind the curtain a bit of a little bit of what is happening um, in our elevation of our church staffs. Um, we also worked at a camp staff for a season. And I believe that pastors are called to an extremely high calling and that they will answer on behalf of the souls that they shepherd. However, I do think that there is a huge crisis going on when it comes to our ministry leaders, the way that we treat them, the way that we honor them, and in and of themselves, how they have time to yeah. tend to their own soul. And we have seen that firsthand, that there have been many jobs that have been better for our family and our marriage when he's working, when my husband is working in a place. You know, I think my, a huge pain point for me to go back to the point is I think churches and Christian spaces should be the most life-giving, beautiful places to work and live and have friendship Amen. and i don't believe that that's true right now i'm not saying that it doesn't exist so please don't hear um you know i haven't spoken about this much in the past because i've waited to get to a point when i can speak about it from a place of what can we do <laughs> and not from a place of strictly bitterness and i think um there's whether whether you're a pastor or not, or you're in some other field of field of life, we ought to be the people that encourage integrity, encourage abiding, encourage encourage leading and having a high capacity for going out and sharing the word of the Lord, but um also that we have those people in our life that can gently say, Hey, how's your walk right now? And I think um, in my experience, being a church girl, I haven't often been asked that because I had all the right answers and I had 
people knew I had good habits in place, but what they couldn't see is maybe secret sin in my life or mental health struggles or things like that. And so um, I don't think what the shepherd is the answer to all of those things, but I do think it's it's what keeps me going um, because I think there's so many ways that we can advocate for each other. And so that's why um, it's coaching resources and experiences for the disciple that wants to go deeper because whether it's you just need rest or you need accountability or something like that you have a place to go when sometimes even I have found that being a church girl has meant that I feel like I don't have a place to go because I'm not brand new and I I need more of the day-to-day accountability. So hopefully that makes sense of a little bit um, of what has led us here. Yeah. I think that's so important that you are willing to be honest about that because my perspective coming from the background of my dad was a pastor for a long time. Both my parents were in ministry mm-hmm. and at church planting. And I remember, I think you know, when you're a kid, you don't really notice those, those things. But I think by the time I got to college was it kind of just hit me one day where I just felt so brokenhearted over the reality that ministry was really lonely. I just remember one yeah. day thinking like, oh my goodness, like, do my, do my parents have friends? And that just like, it still even feels mm-hmm. so tender to talk about is and so I just mm-hmm. yeah I really appreciate you being really just upfront and straightforward about you know this is the pain point this is what I'm broken over mm-hmm. and this is who I want to serve mm-hmm. and how I can help and so I just love that mm-hmm. you have created these resources to be able to help people whether and I think it's really important to address that with you know those that are in seminary or currently like you know starting Mm -hmm. out their ministry i mean how awesome would it be if at the very start of people's ministries that they immediately right away are like Mm -hmm. okay who is my community who can i go to who are my trusted friends and mentors because pastors need Mm -hmm. need pastors too you know coaches need coaches too and so we can't Mm -hmm. do it alone and so you you pretty much answered my next question about what is offered through with the shepherd but can you tell people how how can they get connected if they want to learn more information if they want to get these resources and tools into their own hands yeah i think that would be super helpful for someone that's brand new coming in so the the product the service that started it all is our spiritual retreats that are self-paced So my dream is to have in-person retreats and to have conferences and all of those fun things. But I wanted to make sure, like that is a service that will not be going away, even when the in-person conferences come, because I want you to be able to get away and just be alone with the Lord, because sometimes more noise isn't helpful. And sometimes, like Liz said, those practices of solitude and all the things. So With that in mind, we have a three-hour, eight-hour, and weekend retreat um, available. And so what that looks like is you meet with me for a coaching session beforehand, and we talk about 
where you're weary in your walk with the Lord, where you're weary with the church, and also talk about what makes you come alive. Um, What is something that you miss? What would it look like um, to live fully? And so we kind of talk about both the pain points and the things that make you come alive. And then from there, I create a personalized schedule for your spiritual retreat. So like my friend made for me, and then I expanded on it, I create I create it so that all you have to worry about is where you're going to do it at. And that can be in your bedroom. That can be in your living room. And so I create a schedule based on different spiritual disciplines that you're hungry for. Maybe one that you've never tried before. And also spiritual disciplines that you feel the most at home in. I want to make sure there's both for you there. So then, depending on what retreat package you choose... So make sure to check out the different options at the website, but um, every retreat option also has a coaching session for after because I know that we can't take a retreat every weekend. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like to take some of these practices and make an action guide of what we can do in the next week, what we can do weekly, um, and what we can aim for in the next six months to really tend to our own spiritual health? So those are the main the main retreat options, but they also include uh, worship playlists. There's truly so much thought out that you do not have to even worry about. You can just press play, and I just pray that it's super life-giving for people that are just having to make all the decisions during the week, and they can just show up. So then the other resources are you can also book a one-on-one coaching session with me that's not retreat-centered, that is, hey, I am really struggling with this pain point. I'm feeling really stuck. Um, How can we get from A to B? I'm trying to figure out what I can say next to, say yes to in this next season. Um, And then, as Liz mentioned, we have a where to start guide. If you are just curious about what it looks like to take a spiritual retreat, you've never thought about that before, that's a great resource. And it's also for my girls that like, (laughs) and guys too, but want to think through what do I wear? Like, what do I bring with me? What do I pack? Because some of those details can feel debilitating. And so I wanted to create that so that if details are a hangout for you, like they are for me, because those are things that I thought through before my spiritual retreat, because I wanted to show up and not be worried about any of those things. So we have a spiritual retreat workbook. And something that I have shared about and kind of made a precedent in my own life and managing with the shepherd is I'm not going to create something I don't want to work through myself. And the Mm -hmm. spiritual retreat workbook is testament to that because I created the resource last summer. And after January 1st, I took the whole month of January and just would go through a few questions a day or sit down for like an hour on the weekend and I took my time like you said like you were saying too and went through to make action steps for the next season of life and for free we have an incredible repent and refresh guide and so I created that for you for the 15 minute reset in the middle of your day when you have yelled at your kids or you are struggling in your marriage and you do not have the emotional capacity to do an in-depth Bible study, but you need time with the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Um, every day has a chance to reflect on the character of God and your identity in him. It gives you a chance to practically apply it and space to journal. And so that's available for you totally for free when you sign up at withashepherd.com and you can use it digitally or print it physically. And so I use that guide. I use all of my own products because that's a precedent I've made for myself. I want it to be something that's truly helpful, truly valuable, and also practical. And so the Repent and Refresh Guide is a great place to start. Yeah. I love how you mentioned if details are a hangup for you. You don't have to worry about that. And I love how there's a lot of a lot of focusing on, okay, how how does how can this resource free up somebody else who maybe is overwhelmed with decision making? Maybe they're burnt out. And so I love how you're your heart is like, okay, I'm going to minimize distractions. I'm going to help them. Mm -hmm. So that way, when they do a retreat, whether they do it, you know, on site at their home or somewhere else off site, that they don't have to worry about those things. I think that that's really helpful. I love organization and details. I I told my mentor and my boss, I said, I love a good to-do list. I love, I love Google Drive, Google Calendar. And Tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so I love that kind of stuff. But I know for some people, just the thought of like making a schedule or like an agenda is just stressful. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you mm-hmm. are helping people even in that way, which I think a lot of people in ministry need that kind of assistance and support, you know? So I think some mm-hmm. some roles and some some jobs require people to be really relationally oriented. So sometimes their Mm -hmm. strengths and, you know, their skills are usually the exact opposite as someone who is really like administratively gifted. So I love that you're helping people, whether someone loves the details or not, you're helping both of those different kinds of people be able to, again, abide in Christ. And so, um, we've talked a lot about the different resources through with the shepherd. And I know that you briefly mentioned it, that there's a community blog. So could you tell us what is, what has been so far your favorite blog post from with the shepherd and Mm -hmm. even be a topic that you've written on or that one of the writing team members have written on, but what has been your favorite blog post so far, which Fun fact, for those of you that have not checked it out yet, you should go over to withershepherd.com. This is a plug. It's a very obvious one. Yes. Uh, We started a series on First Thessalonians. So yeah, what's been your favorite blog post so far, Emily? Yeah, I truly, every time I sit down to edit, I always make coffee when I'm sitting down to edit. And I, I just think to myself, Like, I can't believe that this is a part of my job, that this is like a part of my to-do list today um, because it's just so enjoyable (laughs) and they're nourishing my own soul. So I get to edit these and um, I also just love giving suggestions to writers. I always tell people, like, don't get offended by all the suggestions because it's helpful for me as a writer to just think through different ways to approach in different ways to connect to our target audience. And so 
I love reading everything. This Hope and Holiness series through First Thessalonians. I'm so excited to see what the Lord's going to do with it. Um, to just go verse by verse with Paul. And the, uh, the Thessalonian church was going through a lot of things that the American church is currently going through. And so I'm hopeful for what can happen when we take those words in First Thessalonians seriously. I would say that a post that has personally met me right where I am is Weary Christian Rebuild in the Strength of God. Um, this was written by our friend Walter Shaw of WTS Reads. That does not stand for What the Shepherd, by the way, but is just a really, really fun parallel. Um, <laughs> we love Walter. He just joined our group of women, and I was like, please let me know if you have another guy that's interested, but he's just like a trooper. We love him. Um, anyway, he wrote a blog about what do you... Like, what do you do when you feel like your best days with the Lord are behind you? Mm. And I think it was really key for the With the Shepherd audience. But right where I was in my walk with the Lord, when it came across my desk, it was like, he went back to Ezra and talked about um, the Old Testament and brought it all the way back to Christ and to what it might means to us to cling to Christ when we're not feeling it and I needed it. So would highly recommend all of our posts, but that's the one that really hit me in the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love getting to be a part of this writing team and I love getting to, I don't remember who I heard it from, but someone, I'm sure it's an actual famous quote, but I heard it from someone personally saying, good writers are good readers. And I just have been really mm -hmm. convicted, challenged, and encouraged by reading fellow writers' blog posts on With the Shepherd. So if you could have any writer on the With the Shepherd oh, blog, man. who would you pick and why? They can be famous, by the way. Okay. Famous writer. Okay, y'all. So <laughs> when Liz told me she was going to ask me this, I was like, well, honestly, I just love our group. I don't... <laughs> Like, I feel so protective. <laughs> no, I have an answer. I, I thought of an answer, so I will answer your question. But my first instinct was, like, we, we meet once a month as a group to, like, right now we're reading a book together. Sometimes we'll bring work to discuss and brainstorm. And I'm like, it's just, like, I feel like for a Zoom meeting, for a video call, like, if you get too many people in there, I just want everyone to get to share. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. bunch of Instagram friends that I want to join the team. And I think that we will grow um, because a bunch of people, when I reached out to them last fall and invited them to the opportunity, said like, hey, I would love to, but not in this season of life. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely people I want to include, but I want everyone to get support also because it is a volunteer thing to do. And so I want to make sure that like everyone that's on the team is getting hands-on writing support and able to come to me with like ideas and brainstorming and oh my gosh please help me with this other thing I'm writing for someone else because and so all that to say I just love you guys but the person <laughs> that I thought of that's more a, it's an addition yes yes um <laughs> I think it'd have to be Dana Ortland. yeah nice that's um nice. Dana Ortland wrote Gentle and Lowly, and Gentle and Lowly um, just 
is a classic of our time. It's gonna just, my friend Ann Voskamp, we've talked about this book a lot one-on-one and she's just like, this book is gonna be on shelves when our grandkids are like, you know, long after we're gone, um, it's gonna be on the shelves. And so Gentle and Lily has meant a lot to me, but also Deeper is a book I was reading on my spiritual retreat. And I just love the way that he shares rich theological truths and helps it be beautiful, practical. Um, It's just beautiful to meditate on the character of God and the way that he can uniquely share it. And he can share, I would read a purely theological book that's all head knowledge from him, but the way that he's able to bring it to us in a way that's not cheesy and not cheap and like, Mm -hmm. and cuts through to like what's going on in modern day. It's just so excellent. So I would love to have him. (laughs) A great choice. Great choice. Um, Okay. A couple more questions and then we're going to have some rapid fire questions. So if you could give some encouragement to with the shepherd community if maybe someone listening today is facing defeat or burnout or struggles related to ministry or parenting like we've already mentioned as it relates to spiritual growth and discipleship what kind of encouragement do you want to give today mm-hmm. i think this is not something that's fun to do because it involves sitting with our pain for a minute But I think the first thing that I would do is to allow yourself to name what is exhausting you or more than that, what's making you bitter, what's making you hate going to church on Sunday. Um, I think we try to avoid it because we want to be loving and compassionate and we don't want to speak ill over anyone else. But I think more harm has happened in my life by trying to pretend like everything's fine Mm -hmm. and that. Um, I'm not going through really, really hard things because of board meetings or because of um, really hard conflict in the church. And so I would say f- be able to name the thing that's making you, and if you don't know, go to counseling and um, have someone that is incredible really help get through the layers of what's happening. And then from there, I would say give yourself permission to look through what, to work through what it would look like. Okay, are you really weary of, this is something Jess Connolly has talked about before. If you're really weary from content creation, what does it look like to just enjoy reading books for fun and to take some significant time off of doing that. Um, You're not on the hook. It's okay to take a break from Instagram. It's okay to take a break from, um, I know some people, like if they're in a vocational job, that might look different. You know, maybe you're weary of your boss and you have to show up and submit to him every day. Um, But but I think it's helpful to think through um, where you're weary and say, okay, well, This might not be something that I'm called to quit, but maybe it is. 
And so if if you take it to the Lord and it's not something that he's asking you to quit and lay down, what does it look like to, for example, I'm a huge studier. Um, that is my go-to in my time with the Lord is to go deep in the word and study root words and to study commentaries. And that is what I'm going to do on every retreat that I go on because it fills me with so much love. And I know that it's so important to know the word of God in context of what is being said. So that's something that I'm always going to be doing. And it's always important to me. But there are times when I really push myself to spend more time in worship and to spend more time in prayer by myself because it's the alternative to the like gut my natural like inclination in my walk with the Lord, but also I'm still connecting with him. Yeah. That's great. I really, something that I really appreciate about you is that you, you know how to be honest and deep and you welcome Mm -hmm. that and you encourage it and you're, you're very, you're a very kind and gentle person, but you also know how to have fun. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm-hmm. I, you, you also reiterate over and over like what we've mentioned in this whole episode is when you go on a retreat it's a time of refreshment but it's also a time to celebrate and praise the lord and to experience the goodness of our salvation found in christ and so i love that you you have said multiple times about okay we need to confess our sin but we also can experience mm-hmm. joy and hope in christ and so I am so thankful for you and I'm so thankful for your resources and for with the shepherd. And so for those listening today, if you have not already checked out, please make sure you go to withtheshepherd.com for all of these amazing coaching resources and tools. And And so much goodness is on the way too. So there's always going to be new stuff coming. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at with the shepherd and um, we'll be so happy to have you. Yes. And to end this time, we're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire question segment. Get to know Emily spelled with two E's at the end, not with a Y. So get it right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Emily, are you a millennial or a Gen Z? I am Gen Z. Did you know that? What's that one, like, distinguishing mark that makes you a Gen Z? See, I don't feel like I fit in anywhere. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Because, like, I'm an, old, I'm an old soul, but then, like, all the millennial reels I don't really relate to yet. Um, Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> So what makes me Gen Z? Here's, here's I don't like skinny jeans anymore. I don't know. <laughs> here's what I've been told. The main distinction of how you can figure out if you're a millennial or Gen Z, because I know like we're born, we were born in the late 90s. So like I was born in 95. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. were on the cusp of it. So I know some people like, yes, they'll say like, well, I'm 96, 97. So I'm Gen Z. But I think the distinguishing factor is what technology or social media was around when you were growing up 
Did you have a CD yeah. player? Yeah. I had a CD player. And we had dial-up internet at my house that you couldn't be on the phone and be on the internet at the same time. Okay, did you have MySpace? I did not. But my brothers did. See? Yep. So that's right where I am. Yep. (laughs) That explains it all. All right, name one (laughs) book that's currently on your Goodreads list. Like that I'm currently reading? Um, Or... Hmm, I didn't actually specify in my list of questions for you. Sure. If you want to, what's something you're currently reading and maybe something you want to read in the future? Okay. Currently reading so many things. <laughs> Always. Um, but uh, one that's really, really fun and nerdy is The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community by Kurt Thompson. Um, he is a Christian psychologist, and he's just brilliant. Then I'll go to the Want to Read page and try to find something. So you mentioned nonfiction. That's really any- rapid fire. What? Do you have any fiction? What'd you say? Do I have any fiction going on right now? I do, but I don't think I can say it out loud because people are going to come for me. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the next question. <laughs> um, I really want to read Becoming Free Indeed by Ginger Duggar. I don't know how to pronounce her new name. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, I really want to listen to Spare by Prince Harry, but it's so massive. I know it's going to be such a commitment. Um. But you guys, I have over 500 books in my Goodreads, so if you want to be friends on Goodreads, I I love it over there. The app design needs some help, but it's it's a faithful tool and it keeps me reading. So, yeah, it's a fun little competition slash community. Okay, last few totally. questions. Um, favorite summer recipe? Do you have any go tos that you like to do in the summertime? Um. So, fun fact about Emily: I do not cook. I made myself um, a turkey burger, and I roasted veggies the other night, and I told everybody, because I was like, I made dinner tonight, and it did not come from a box. Um, my husband is the cook in our family. He he loves to cook, mm-hmm. and I want to do more and more of it, but he naturally just knows more about it, too, because I didn't grow up cooking. So, all of that to say... <laughs> There's this orange sherbet dessert that I make every single summer, and it is so easy. So that's why I prefaced it with that to say, like, no matter where you are, it's refreshing if you are huge in all of this, but also it's so easy that Emily can make it. So you crush up a bunch of um, almond cookies from the grocery store and mix it with whipped cream. And then lay it on a 9 by 13 pan. And then you leave some of the cookie crumbs out. But you make the crust with, like, the whipped cream mixture. And then you put orange sherbet on top. And then you put cookie crumbles on top of that, and you put it in the freezer. It's the best. That sounds like the perfect summer treat. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I make it every summer. Mm-hmm. I do, fun fact, I do have a friend who's convinced that it's not pronounced sherbet, but sherbet. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. 
It's um, not very tell- Midwest of me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite summer rhythm? Anything you do differently during the summertime? Um, there's a few things, but the first thing that comes to mind is my hometown has a city band on Wednesday evening. And it's just like so Gilmore Girls sentimental, like small town. Um, and so last summer I didn't live close, but now I live close enough that I'm probably going to go to a few of them on Wednesday evenings. But it's just a, a band from the community and they play um, different songs every week, but they always end with Home on the Range. And so, like, just, like, wearing my workout clothes, hanging out at the city park and hearing Home on the Range on a hot July night is, like, summer to me. Wow. Small towns. I remember I'm from California, and I would literally, what you just described, I would see in movies growing up and be like, oh, and then I moved to Kentucky and was like, (laughs) oh, that's real. Like, that is, that is, that is real life. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Come to Kansas. I'm the Kansas girl. Yeah. All right. Last two quick questions. This is super rapid fire round. Love to hate Emily in Paris or Emily Gilmore. No explanation. Emily Gilmore. Okay. Hate to love Emily Osmond or Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. (gasps) Yeah, she's a good one. Um, I don't, I know nothing about her, but she's married to John Krasinski, so she has to be pretty cool. (laughs) Yes, I agree. (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you so much for answering all of my many questions. This was so fun getting to do this. Thank you, Liz, for interviewing and for being such a faithful friend and being such a faithful writer, it's a joy to learn from you. And um, yeah, just a joy for you to take the time. So are you ready to share the announcement with the world? I don't know. Are you ready? <laughs> Drum roll, please. Maybe we can some Friends, we are so excited. Friends, we are so excited to share with you that Abundantly is going to be a regular rhythm, and we're starting our summer series on July 6th, and Liz Lavoie is going to be my new co-host. So we are absolutely thrilled to share this news with you. It's been something we've been praying about and just working on the behind-the-scenes logistics of for a few months, and I knew that I would love to have a co-host that occasionally will have a guest, but I would love for, I think so much fruit comes from building relationships. And I think there's something that can be so beautiful of week to week learning together, having coffee together, discussing the things of God. And also we're going to have a bunch of fun. We're going to talk about pop culture and we're going to talk about um, our favorite finds of the week. And we're just going to um, really focus on what it looks like to live full lives this side of heaven. So if you loved this conversation, you're going to love this new season of Abundantly. Liz, I'm so excited to finally share this with the world. Tell me, what are you most excited about co-hosting? Oh, man. I, I'm i excited. I feel like I've kind of dreamed about being a part of a podcast or starting one for a few years now. And so when you had reached out to me and you're like, is this something you'd be interested? I just, it was an immediate yes. And so I right Mm -hmm. away 
responded and was like, you know what I have always found so incredible was how we connected through Instagram and then finally met in person. And from the very start, I just remember seeing what you were posting on Instagram and what you were writing about on your blog and new newsletter. And I just remember thinking, oh, this girl, like she is constantly talking about the abundant life that we can to that we can experience in Christ. And I just remember that being like such a common theme that we both write about. We we've talked a lot about gratitude and grief and contentment and thrifting and pop culture, the mm -hmm. Jonas Brothers, those sorts of things. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited to get to share about scripture and encouragement and also just have fun. Um, I know we've talked about it behind the scenes that our goal is to encourage people to see the goodness and experience the goodness of following Christ and knowing that it doesn't mean that you'll never struggle, but that we can also experience a lot of joy and that we can also have fun. And like, I'm just mm -hmm. so excited. For that. I hope that people are encouraged every week as they hear these conversations and become a part of this abundantly community. I told Liz when we were making preparations, we have, you know, we take the work we do really seriously and we have goals of how we, how we pray lives are transformed. And we believe that, Similar to With the Shepherd, it's going to touch your head knowledge and it's going to touch your heart, like at the intersection of both of those things. Like we're going to share theological truths. We're going to share practical tips. And so we're so excited for that. But also I thought, who do I want to have coffee with every week? And I think, you know, if if the podcaster isn't enjoying the podcast as well, who else is going to? And so I think... Um, it's, we could have easily seen each other as competition because we do overlap so much in our branding and in our language and in our topics. But instead, I'm just really grateful that the Lord, um, gave us the site to see how we can partner together in ministry, whether we co-host together for three months or three years or for the rest of time, like, regardless of what happens with this specific thing, we're ministers in the gospel and partners in the gospel together. And so um, I'm so looking forward to that. Yes, me too. All right, friends. Thank you so much for being here and hearing the heart of with the shepherd. If you are experiencing burnout, if you're weary, if you're ready for a reset, if you want to study First Thessalonians with us, please come and hang out with us at withtheshepherd.com and at the at with the shepherd on Instagram. And please hang tight because we are gonna dive deep into John 10 10 together for our first three weeks starting on July 6th. So I know that it sounds far away, but it's gonna be coming so soon, and we cannot wait to dive into this chapter with you and share a little bit more of what you can expect in this new season. So we'll see you July 6th. I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to the Abundantly podcast. 
My prayer is that you have found encouragement for your day ahead. And if so, subscribe, share on Instagram, and text it to a friend so that more and more women press into all that Christ has for them. You can connect with me more on Instagram at Emily K. Kurt, and I would love to see you there. Now you get to go abiding in Christ and living into your eternity-sized mission. Let the words of Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 close us out and commission you on your way. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.